Um, yeah, so I just kind of threw those out there. Um, yep. If you were cool with that. I know probably, I think you have a little bit of experience with VR. I do. Yeah. I don't have much, but uh, I have I have dreams, hopes, and wishes regarding VR. You just want that chip in your head, right? That's the thing you want. That, uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, if they told me, like, hey, this is a new revolution of gaming... It's a chip, but if you put it in your head, the government can tell where you are at all times, but you'll have access to the newest and most amazing gaming experiences. I'd be like, okay, what what do they what do I care? They're just gonna know when I use where the bathroom. Where, just, where, do I, where do I sign? <laughs> they're just gonna wonder. They're gonna wonder. Also want my firstborn? <laughs> they're just gonna wonder this guy uses a bathroom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> go we're recording doctor we're recording (laughs) um i may or may not have noticed that (laughs) i can go with it anyway fair enough you ready i'm ready all right here we go Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 32 of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael Skarzynski. I am very loud right now. And who is not loud right now is Marty. Marty, how are you? (laughs) I'm I'm doing fine. I'm I'm not very loud today. I'm going to whisper into the microphone and be very gentle. No, of course I'm not. I'm going to be talking completely normally, and uh, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Hi, Michael. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's been a weird week for me, but I was forced to wake up early this morning because uh, my fiance oh, and I were Saturday. Yes, I know it was almost like we were doing nerd this again, and I was forced to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Selena and I were looking for apartments. We're looking to move out, so we were mm. we went to an apartment complex, took a look around. We liked a bit of what we saw, so we're just. Mm-hmm. We're just browsing right now, taking a look at our finances, see what fits and what doesn't, and hopefully we'll have a place within the next few months or so. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I can totally, I'm with you there that it's been and is a weird week uh, because I have been, first of all, I've been working way too much. Mm-hmm. Secondly, when I'm not been working, i am actually been recording and editing stuff and just to so and also today i'm recording two podcasts so you by the way and tomorrow (laughs) i'm recording a podcast and and tomorrow probably also will be editing something and yeah it's (laughs) it's been crazy but for those who don't know i started a a little little side hustle to to this (laughs) it's a small podcast that i decided to call uh, to, to call wow it's Marty. Now, what in the world could Wow It's Marty per, uh, actually be about? I don't know. Is it about um, oh, life, in know. Copen- life in Copenhagen day by day? Well, in, in well, sort of because <laughs> uh, it's about World of Warcraft, and I play a, I, and I play World of Warcraft in Copenhagen. In Copenhagen, so. <laughs> Copenhagen part of it. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, I recorded the first episode um, that I'm, I'm I'm quite pleased with. There's still some improvements that can be made. Obviously, it's it's not uh, perfect from the get go, but I liked it. Uh, I liked making it. I, I liked listening to it. So I hope that other people feel the same way. I don't. Um, no, <laughs> no. There to be go. honest, I haven't had a chance to really give it a listen to yet. Um, it's been a busy week for work for me and. Unfortunately, I haven't really gotten to a lot of things, so I guess we'll start this section of what we've been watching, and I'll let you kick it off since I only have one item on the watch list. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I've been watching multiple things. Well, two things, mainly. Uh, the both starts with B, so let's take the first one. It's <laughs> uh, uh, the same as last week. I'm watching the Danish series Born, or Borgen, as you might say. Um, and yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. it it's, it's really good, uh, good fun to watch. Um, I'm watching it 
in the original language without subtitles because it's Danish. So there you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so you mentioned, I think last time that you were watching season one so far, is mm-hmm. it holding your expectations? Is it surpassing them? Is it kind of lower? Where's it at on the scale so far for you? I, I still think it's good. I think because this is obviously a few years old, um, it's, it's made for television. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're benching it, it 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 does start to feel like it's the same thing that you're watching over and over ish. Uh, it definitely feel like if you're away from it from a week, then the, the, I think the episode just works differently. Um, so, but I mean, I haven't had time to just sit down and just binge watch everything, so it's not a, been a big issue. But you know, I, I can just feel it a little bit. Um, but no, besides that, I I, I I still enjoy it. I still like the characters. I, I I think it's interesting to see, and and even though that sort of like each episode is sort of like its own contained storyline mm-hmm. sort of thing, there's also an overarching storyline that carries over, and um, it, it's interesting to see that um, where they start out is not necessarily where they where they end out in, when the season is over. So yeah, so I've finished the first season. I don't know if I said that, but so yeah. I've been the, the full first season and, and yeah quite quite enjoyed it so far uh, enjoyed it enough to jump straight into season two so so yeah that's that um it's pretty cool i could still recommend it i i, I think it's i think it, it's uh, my girlfriend actually watched uh, a few episodes of it as well and she was like oh this is so it, it really she agrees that it ca- sort of captures uh, danish culture uh, in in a show um, um, pretty well. So, so yeah. And, and for me, it's also just fun to see, like, oh, I, I, I biked there the other day, and that's where I've been, and <laughs> stuff like that. So, so yeah. Cool. Um, I didn't really get around to watching much of anything all week long, aside from uh, Dead by Daylight videos on YouTube and things along that nature. So, I was actually scrambling last night before we were recording because that's what i do you know do things last minute but um i was scrambling last night i'm like boy i need to watch something i need to figure out something to talk about and i always try to find a balance between not talking about the things that i'm going to be talking about on other podcasts so whether i watched a movie for the podcast that we're doing later or i watched something for the all hollow screen podcast i didn't want to add those in because i feel like i just double repeat myself so I went to good old Crunchyroll because I was feeling like some anime. And I initially on the show notes, I had Naruto because I like watching Naruto. I've seen it plenty of times and I go back to it every now and then. But I'm like, you know what? Let me let me try something new. So I came across this one that actually the first episode just became available last night. It was mm. a brand new. It was episode one. So I'm on the cutting room floor here. And it's a anime called Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh. And it's it's episode one, so it's really hard to kind of really delve into it and tell everybody what all the little nits and bits are to it. But essentially, there are manifestations of man's sin. So humanity's sin manifests itself into these curses. And the curses can be bound by certain objects and talismans and things like that. And the first episode gives us the introduction that there is an organization that understands these curses and battles these curses. And there happens to be a kid there that's a middle schooler, I believe, like, in Japanese anime, it's really weird with age sometimes because they have a middle schooler that's like the size of a full-grown adult. So I don't know where he falls in there. But he ends up, he's like very talented. He ends up in possession of one of these cursed items and certain things go down. I don't want to spoil it in case you want to watch it because it is kind of a big moment in the first episode. Certain things go down and he comes into some newfound power. The cursed fighter guy that's battling the curses thinks that the kid's dead. Turns out he's not. He's come into a whole bunch of new power and it's a challenge to see if the power will overcome him or if he will be able to get the power under control. If you 
know anything about anime, you know which way it's going to go. Um, <laughs> it always goes the same way. Uh, there's he's, always going, he's going to get everything under control and they all live happily ever after. Probably. And then, 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 then it's over, right? That's no more episodes. Yeah, there's going to be three episodes in the series. <laughs> That's it. Um, but what I have to say is that it's very good animation style. It has some kick-ass action and it wasn't extremely cheesy or anything like that it's definitely a more like adult themed anime and it definitely ties into like the horror genre a little bit like with its premise and things like that so i'm really enjoying it and i'm going to be keeping tabs on it it's going to come out weekly i think so um, i'm looking forward to catching more jujitsu kaisen check it out country Before I jump into to the next thing, I just wanted to quickly ask you, Michael, if you have ever because I mean you you do a, a horror movie podcast mm-hmm. and you talk a lot about horror movies on on the show and but sometimes we do dip our toes into music. Um, so I just wanted to quickly ask you: Have you heard about the band called Spirit Box? I have not. Okay, um, those guys definitely like horror as well. Okay. Not so much, but what they do uh, music-wise, they they do like uh, what's called gent or proc metal, mm-hmm. um, very technical metal, um, and they have a female vocalist that sings amazingly. But their music videos, pretty much all of them, their music videos, mm-hmm. you, you can find uh, similarities to horror movies and they have a very horror movie feel to them okay so i i I know that you do dip your toes into a little bit of metal uh especially when there's a female vocalist maybe um yeah yeah. so uh, and it is and and, yeah the the music videos does feel like the horror horror theme so so try and check them out uh if, if you feel like it cool now is it like dark horror style or is it more of like because i listened to like rob zombie back in the day and his Mm. stuff was kind of like horror but it was more of like a psychedelic horror type mix yeah i mean music wise i I, no it's it's not okay (laughs) it's not like uh uh, rob zombie at all no it's it's more like dark uh, proper horror-ish themed. Okay. Um, probably the lyrics as well. I haven't really. That's the thing. I'm really bad at at, list, at, at hearing lyrics, and I ha- actually haven't del- uh, delved into the lyrics of the band yet. But I reckon uh, the bits, bits and pieces that I have picked up. Um, I, I think it, it is sort of like horror themed as well. The, the whole uh, the lyric lyric side of things. Okay. As well. So well, so, yeah. I'll definitely. I'm putting them into my Spotify right now. Mm. Uh, so I can go ahead and take a look. Do it anyway. Uh, sorry that that was a little bit of a, 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 a I don't know of a tangent. It's all good. Yes, it happens anyway. This the, the other thing that I've been watching. It is is something that it's a series that um, I've been watching the first season of when it came out. The first season came out all tell all ten episodes. You could just binge them on Amazon. Second season, they were like, nope. We don't. We, we don't. We don't want to be in the 21st century anymore. So we will be releasing them one week at a time. Uh, so people did downvote the crap out of this show uh, because of it. But it doesn't change that this show is so amazing, and it's called The Boys. I don't know if, if you have heard, seen, or checked this out at all, Michael. This is the one with the individuals that have like superpowers, right? But they're not necessarily all superheroes. It is basically the Justice League if the Justice League were assholes. Oh, okay, okay. Because I know, like, I've seen, <laughs> i never watched it, but I've seen, like, the trailer and stuff. And there's, like, the guy that uses, like, finance or government and things like that and uses his powers to help him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff. Lots of no, no, no. Lots of stuff happens. So, so yeah, basically, and this is not really a spoiler because this is the first episode. But this is sort of like how it starts out that you you follow this guy. He's on a, a date with his girlfriend, and she's standing. Uh, they're standing. He's standing, holding her hands, and they're standing, mm-hmm. talking, and he's about to kiss her. When all of a sudden, she sort of like just you know explodes, and there's blood everywhere, and the only thing that's left of her is. He's standing with her uh, her hands and his uh, holding her hands, and that's the only thing that's left. Uh, and it's because that this superhero was running a, was running super speed and didn't you know, he, he was 
you know, not focused on what he was doing. Uh, and so he just ran straight through her. Um, and then it all got covered up and things like that because you know that that's what the huge cooperation behind the superheroes do. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, that's just episode one. Lots of more interesting stuff happens. Uh, there is um, um, someone who just you know is being exploded, <laughs> and there's yeah. so much there's so much blood and gore in this. Uh, uh, and in season two, that it, it's even more crazy what what stuff happens. But it's it's a really good story as well. So it's definitely something I, I really and I just really like the idea as well that you know what if superheroes is doesn't necessarily have you know the best interest for us normal humans and stuff like that. So yep. If if you're into into to that kind of stuff, check it out. It's amazing and gory. Cool. I think I've seen something like people. There was a discussion going around of like if certain people actually had superpowers, then we would definitely see like more supervillains than heroes. Because if mm. you think about people in general, when we have an advantage, we tend to try to take it. Mm. Whether that be in sports, where if you know you have a mismatch against a defender, you're going to attack them every time. If you know that they have like a bum leg or something, you're going to attack that side so that you can get your advantage. Mm. And we see it in business and everything where people that have the finances take advantage of those that don't uh, because they understand the psychology behind those that don't have it but want it. Uh, And if there were people that had superhuman abilities then they more than likely would use that to their advantage rather than let me fly around have unnatural amounts of stress put upon me so that i can help everyone else live a perfect life while they half of them like me and half of them don't Mm -hmm. so i think that the show conceptually is pretty pretty neat like just hearing Mm -hmm. about it and i I want to watch it. I want to watch it. It is based on uh, a comic on uh, called the same. It's called the boys, Um, but they are doing, they're not following it like 100%. They're changing characters up and stuff like that. And it's because if you have read the comics, then there are some pretty big spoilers in there. If they were going to follow it like 100%. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how comic book, uh, book nerds feel about that. Personally, I think it's pretty cool because it does mean that you know it, it gets diffi- more difficult for for people who have knowledge uh, about the comic mm-hmm. to spoil things for me. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Cool. Well, yes, on we to go. the games. Mm-hmm. On to the games. Uh, first game that I played, I actually kind of played it for a research purpose because in Discord, uh, Monica from Geek Herring was asking about a game called Hades. She said, everybody loves this game. What's going on with it? Why do people really like it? And I decided to do a little bit of research. I know Tom did a little bit as well. And it's made by, I guess, the same group of people that did Bastion and Transistor, which Mm -hmm. are both great games. I love both of them. I've played both of them. Bastion being my favorite of the two, um, art style and narration wise. And Hades is made by that same group. And at face value, it's it's a roguelike game in the sense of you're running into uh, randomly generated zones. Mm. Okay, you run through and it's almost like, um, imagine a large cathedral. Like you're, you're in the underworld and you're traveling through the underworld. And each chamber that you step into or each area that you step into, there's a set amount of enemies and you have to kill all the enemies so that you can proceed. Now, the enemy's abilities start to get more difficult the higher you go up. Hmm. But you find things along your journey to purchase better items, to upgrade your weapons, to get certain things that will boost your stats and things along that nature. So each time you go through theoretically at least in the beginning portion of the game you are getting stronger so that you can proceed further and further and essentially it seems as if uh your character who is Hades' son is trying to make it to a party or something that's going on in olympus Mm. but his dad won't let him go hades is grumpy and doesn't want to let him go and he's trying to fight his way but the minions of hell and Hades' realm are very powerful, even for the son of Hades. So 
the whole goal is like you're just fighting through leveling up getting stronger uh trying to fight your way through and each time it's a little bit different there might be a different map tile maybe different enemies in the area and i got one shot by a boss like i just came across her and she talked some trash and one shot me and all i could do was laugh i just laughed um so it was, it's a fun game. I definitely suggest that people give it a go. I'm still not sure I understand what kind of game this is. Um, is is, is it like a side-scrolling platformer or what is it? Asymmetrical, almost as if you were looking at like a Diablo style. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing it, it's more of a, at face value, hack and slash. Okay. But there's a bit of nuance to the combat. So while you can start off hack and slash you're definitely going to pick things up along the way that will add a little bit more depth and complexity to the combat okay cool yeah. cool, cool cool i finished far cry 5 which uh, has an interesting ending so to see uh, so so to to speak so and i can really talk about it without spoiling it i think except <laughs> that when i was watching it i was like what is this is this really happening <laughs> is this this the end this is where they're going with it <laughs> yeah i i did not expect that at all um to be honest it was such a, an ending where I, I was sitting afterwards and i was like not really sure if i liked it or not um mm. and now that i have digested it a little bit i think that i that i i think that i do sort of like it but I'm also still disliking it a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know. It it, it, it doesn't. It's not like a, a, a. I don't know how to to explain it. Um, it's not like I'm, I'm hands above my head. This was amazing ending, but it's not really. Um, I don't know where it, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. You're yeah. indifferent on it. You can find positives and negatives. I, I wouldn't say that I'm indifferent. I, I just, you know, I have str- I have strong feelings about, you know, where, where how it ended. But I, I'm not really sure if, if um, which leg to story. stand on. Yeah, um, and it's definitely probably something that would be easier to discuss with someone who actually knows what how and what's it end what it ends with. Um, but uh, because there's apparently there's two uh, uh, two different endings. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of like, they're sort of like in the same category. Uh, I, I, so I'm like, I don't really know which of them I, I like the most. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but then I also found out that there's, there's actually like a gimmicky third ending, mm. which is actually already in the beginning. So the very first thing that happens in the game is that you go in and you you meet you know the main villain of the Far Cry Five game, and you have to put handcuffs on him, but mm-hmm. you can also not do it. If you if you don't do it, then you just leave again, and the game is over. <laughs> all right, and yeah, you, and, you, and you get the credits and all. So. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so yeah, but but overall, I've, I've really really enjoyed this. Um, I really just enjoy Far Cry games in, in general um i really really enjoyed it i, re- I really like that all, all the things you can do in the world uh there's, there's nothing where i'm like oh i don't want to to as i've said before i don't want to go collect like a thousand feathers because you don't have to it's actually it's the side missions and side quests that you can do is actually tied into the world and tied into your progression and stuff like that so it, it sort of makes sense everything that you do um there it 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 wouldn't be a Fire Cry game without it also sometimes having a little bit of a silly humor from time to time. And it does have those moments as well. And, um, you know, either you like them or you don't. I'm sort of like, yeah, it, they're there, but I, I, I like, I, I, I prefer the more serious tone that, that is uh, in the rest of the game. So, yeah, pretty much overall really good. Um, there's some of the vehicles that are a little bit weird to, to, to use, like helicopters. Feels so weird. Um, <laughs> uh, not so much when you're actually in the air, then it starts to make a little bit more sense. But right when your lift off, that's when it's weird because if you just move your mouse a little bit, then you, your helicopter is spinning around and you're killing people left and right. And you know, maybe maybe that's your playstyle, uh, but it's just not good when it's friendlies. Um, but yeah, overall, we really enjoyed it. it it's a, it's 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 definitely a good Far Cry game. Um, and I also found out that I actually missed one of them. I haven't played played Far Cry Four. 
I oh. missed that one. So now, did you play Primal? I didn't play Primal. No, I, I I decided to skip on that. I like weapons, like proper weapons, guns. So I'll be honest: is that like I haven't really gotten into any Far Cry game. Mm. Um, I think the only one that I really played was uh, Blood Dragon. Oh, it's so good! And that was because it was like techno, neon, futuristic, dinosaur stuff. Like mm. it, it just had a really cool theme that kind of grabbed me. But I yeah. think I've I've tried Far Cry Three. I've tried Far Cry Four. I've like just just the intro bits, and for some mm. reason, I just didn't stick with it. Okay. I think I looked at the map. Mm. That usually gets me. I said I look at the map and I was like, "Yep, this is Ubisoft." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does have those those things where you look at the map and there's a lot of, of stuff on it. But I, but as I've also said, I do feel like sometimes in, in the past, it, it especially three. I, I can't obviously talk about four, but especially three, I felt like that. There was a lot of stuff to do and it it, it felt really grindy, really fast. Where I do feel like in five, it doesn't get that same feeling. Uh, maybe a little bit towards the end, but it does feel like, you know, everything that you can do, all the small missions, side missions and stuff like that, it all uh, help, helps you progress the main storyline. Mm-hmm. So it makes a little bit more of sense. Um, so, yeah. What I what I would really like is I'd like two things in those type of games. One, I would like the ability to turn off map icons. Mm. Um, so that it's not like every time I open my map, if there's something I don't really care about, like if I'm not worrying about skinning certain things or whatever, mm. that those things don't show up on my map. Yeah. And I can turn it back on later if I want to. Mm-hmm. And two, I would really like it if I could go through the main story without worrying about any of the side quests. Maybe, maybe they add where like you have to do a couple, one to introduce it and two, maybe to help level you up a little bit. Yeah. To kind of like stop you from just steamrolling through the game, uh, but I don't want to feel like there's uh, like I'm being bombarded with side quests, and I want to be able to yeah. easily distinguish between my main objective and the side quest objective. Yeah, I mean to take one thing at a time. The the small skinning and hunting and fishing and you know all those really really side stuff uh, don't re- they do show on the map, but you need to zoom all the way in. So when you zoom, they look mm-hmm. just out to normal view. They're like just small squares, so that you don't really notice them. They're there, um, but you need to to zoom in to, to get all the details. Um, so they're actually not really that visible. I actually don't know if you can turn them off, but they never. Uh, annoyed me so I never really checked if there was anything I could turn off um, main missions usually do have like a, a larger icon where mm-hmm. side stuff doesn't but it has like just a dot on the map and stuff like that so you need, actually need to mouse over to figure, to see what it is and things like that so actually overall do feel like the map works quite well and stuff is not there un- unless you discover it um, mm-hmm. for instance there's like treasures that you can find uh, small puzzles the treasures are small puzzles um, and they only show on the map if you have come upon it or if you talk to NPCs so they're like oh I saw something up there that you should go uh, check out (laughs) um, sort of deal so I I do feel like the the map is is not super Ubisoft cluttery Um, there is obviously still lots of things to do so there is there, there can be things on the map but I actually feel like it works quite well okay all right. Um, Secondly, you, you talked well, about main storyline. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think you can only do the main quest line because there isn't really like a main, main quest line, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, the thing is that there's three zones which ha- each has an end, end boss. Um, and each zone has like. One, two, three, I think four main quest lines that you have to unlock. Um, so, for instance, the way that you unlock it is that you do side missions or you, uh, that you, you basically need to earn points, like resistance points, I believe they okay. call it. So, the way that you do that is to do, there is some, obviously, there is like a hub where you can get some quests or get, get you started. But everything you do, everything you do gives you resistance points. So, when you're driving from one place to another, sometimes you'll come upon like uh, some bad guys, you shoot them, you save some civilians, you get resistance points. So, it does feel like, Overall, it happens a bit natural that you just run around in the world and explore and do what you feel like doing, or maybe you do follow those uh, 
quest uh, uh, crumbs, uh, uh, breadcrumbs that are, are laid out mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, so I do feel like that, you know, it, it feels very fluid. There was only like one time where I felt like, what, what, why am I not getting the quest for this? And that's because I didn't properly read the text that I need to, I needed to impress some person before he started giving me quests. And I did, but the way that I did that was basically just playing the game and doing all the things that have been done all the time. So it happened automatically. It was just because I didn't read the proper mm-hmm. text. So, um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of good things. Can they improve upon it? Yeah, I think so. I think that there is room for improvement, but I actually feel like overall it works really well. Okay. Okay. Um, I just changed my game on the fly. Uh, because I remember that I started playing this game, but I think I started playing it after we did last week's show. Hmm. Um, but I did play this a couple times throughout the week. Um, I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I spoke about that last week. Nope, I don't think so. No, I think last week was on multiplayer stuff. Hmm. Um, but Jedi Fallen Order has been a ton of fun. Um, I don't know. Did you end up playing this one? I have played some of it. Uh, I think I am on planet one or two or something like that. Uh, after you get your sh- your spaceship. Um, okay. So so yeah, I've, I've done some of it. Uh, I don't remember why I didn't stop playing it because I didn't like it. I, I think just something else came along. Okay. Yeah. I mean that happens. Yeah. Um, but Jedi Fallen Order is a it's a lot of fun. It forces you to learn its combat mechanics so that you're not just button mashing hmm, because you that. will die. Yep, rem- you will die. I remember just running around the corner, ran into an enemy that just basically not one shot me, but he almost killed me in one shot. And then I was, yes. you know, I couldn't do anything after that. <laughs> there are plenty of those moments, and I'm really enjoying it. The story's pretty interesting. It takes place um, after Order 66 is already in. Uh, it's already been given order 66 most of the jedi have already been killed um but this padawan was in hiding he was just working and in order to save somebody he had to use force power and the empire found out about it and they're hunting him and now he's fighting little pockets of resistance and you're starting to see remnants of the jedi order that are still existing within the universe because obviously if you think about the logistics of Order 66, how could you account for every single Jedi that is everywhere in the known universe, So, or the galaxy rather, so it's very interesting in that sense. I don't know where the story's going to go, because obviously this is a character that's introduced at a really weird moment in Star Wars history, because you do have, uh, while I haven't seen him in the game, I'm assuming that he might show up at some time because it's about this time, I think, that Darth Vader is actively hunting remnants of Jedi that are said to be around. So I'm assuming that at one point I'm going to cause enough trouble that Darth Vader might appear, and I think that that would be pretty cool. Um, I think it'd be really cool if they did it almost like an Arthas moment where if you remember Wrath of the Lich King, there was that dungeon where you couldn't damage Arthas at all. And he just chased you. And it was like mm-hmm. a time thing because he was just like way beyond you at that point. I think that'd be really cool if they did that, but we never got to the point of Darth Vader in this. I think it'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's an action adventure game. It's not as punishing as a game like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, but it definitely has influences from those games. Yep. And it has a Star Wars skin on it. I definitely recommend that people give it a shot if you enjoy that type of stuff. I'm playing it through uh, EA Origin. I have the whatever their subscription service is now called because they changed it. It's like EA Play or something like that. And I have EA, Pay, EA Play Plus. So Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's a good time. Yep. Cool. All right. Now. We talked a little bit about Marty's new podcast, World of Warcraft based, and mm-hmm. I did want to talk a little bit about what happened because there we talked about how Shadowlands is coming up soon, mm-hmm. and we're both waiting for the expansion and the pre-patch, mm-hmm. and our estimated dates of pre-patch have gone and left, and we still have no pre-patch, so now we actually have a date. Mm-hmm. I believe it's October 13th. Correct. Uh, so we have a date for pre-patch, but Shadowlands has been delayed. Mm-hmm. And this begs the question, um, are delays good? Are they bad? Are, uh, 
how do we feel about them and specifically in world of warcraft like this is not something that they do very often no nope. at least like i think i was looking doing a little bit of research and they haven't done this since uh burning crusade which was the first expansion for world of warcraft and <laughs> i think i was a toddler still so i don't know <laughs> I, I remember it like it was yesterday <laughs> <laughs> So, seeing as how you just started a World of Warcraft podcast, uh, what were your thoughts on this? I was like, the thing is that I I, I don't haven't really followed beta news too mm-hmm. heavily because I don't really want to. Um, I want to experience it. I want to jump in there and experience it. That, that's the, the thing. But now that I decided to actually do a World of Warcraft podcast, I was like, I'm, you know, I don't, maybe I should just know the bare minimum of stuff that's going on <laughs> right now. So I started following the news a little bit. And it does seem like the game is not in a good state right now. Uh, on, on the beta, live game is obviously fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shadowlands itself, the expansion is definitely not ready and won't be ready for... Uh, what is like 20, 25 days from now when it's supposed yeah. to be released? Um, they does simply too much work left, and so obviously, I, th- I know that I've, I've heard a lot of people be like, "Yeah, we don't care. We just want the game. We just want something new. It doesn't matter that it's not done." And you know what? If you're one of those people, come on, just just <laughs> just think back, think back. To, to the launch of this expansion that are in right now, Battle for Azeroth. There was so much wrong in the beginning and mm-hmm. even that expansion was labeled like not finished when it when it released. Um, so I think obviously from a quality point of view, yeah, this is this is the right decision to make. This is also a, a decision that we used to put on Blizzard, you know, quality over uh, uh, short-term uh, money gains, mm-hmm. um, but it's also a thing that you know we haven't really had for a long time with Blizzard. Uh, uh, it's sort of like now it's become the meme. So I think it's nice to see them that they're actually doing this now. That they actually are like it seems like they did learn their lesson from BFA, maybe even Warcraft Three, um, which also got delayed. Uh, but uh, it also worries me a little bit because of Warcraft 3 that also was delayed and still wasn't good when it, you know, was re- finally released. Um, so I don't know. I mean, overall, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I, I definitely want a more polished uh, mm-hmm. game, um, a, high, a high quality game because it is it, it is an expensive game just buying the box alone. And then obviously mm-hmm. then you have your subscription on top of it. Now, there have been so it's a weird, it's a weird argument that you see on social media, especially is you constantly see people saying things when a game gets released too early and it's mm. not ready, people slam it mm-hmm. and they complain it and they say you should have just delayed it until it was ready, and then you have people that complain once people they do delay it and mm-hmm. like you said, there are people that are saying like, hey just give us something new because we'll be we'll get it anyway and then after that something new is released and it's not up to par then those same people turn around and they talk about how bad it is yep so this is i don't get why certain communities are different than others so cyberpunk got delayed Mm -hmm. and i think it was overwhelmingly people were more positive about it at least from what i saw which was like yeah good on cyberpunk and then i see something like oh Blizzard delay Shadowlands and then people are like what (laughs) and they're just kind of going I do you think that do you think that there is a little bit of a difference between a game like Cyberpunk that doesn't have at least currently a subscription-based model or a backlog of content that seemingly has continued at certain intervals throughout its history versus like oh this game hasn't even come out yet so I'd rather it come out in a good state and people are okay with them delaying that versus this game is out right now and they still haven't gotten it right i want my product i'm paying 15 dollars a month for it why do i not have it do you feel like there's a difference between a game that is relatively like it's going to be brand new versus an extension of a game that already exists no no okay 
I don't know. I, I think I I think that some of I think it's a combination of different things, but I think part of it is uh, pr- uh what what they call Project Red, Red Project C- CD Project Red. CD Project Red. Yeah, are known for making um good quality games. Good huge but good quality games. That's what they're mm-hmm. known for. And they're known for being to actually be like, you know what? Well, they're known now. They're known for what Blizzard used to be known for. When it's ready, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of it that, that people are used to, you know, that huge quality. So they also, they also like, Oh, you need to delay it. Well, that's fine because we know we will get a, an extremely good product afterwards to see which of three is probably one of the uh it's a really really good game it, it's so polished it's so good it's such a huge world it's such a, a good story um and and people are used to that from them now so i think that's part of it and i think if blizzard still had you know that label i think most i think half of the people who are complaining now would probably be like, yeah, that's cool, just release it when it's ready, because we know that we'll get our money's worth when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, another part, I also think that, you know, the World of Warcraft community is just a large community. It's That's a lot of, of, of players in it, uh, and there's also a lot of very vocal players, not necessarily, you know, representative of the average World of Warcraft player, but there mm-hmm. is definitely a very loud uh, minority of people who are just like you know, you can probably never really make them one hundred percent happy, or maybe they just follow that one streamer that thrives off negativity, so they just chime in, you know, things like that. So I, I think there's a small, a lot of small things like that that um, that makes up the reason for why why you know you you see this difference. Well said. I I agree completely. Um, I think that no matter what the product is, is that if it's not ready, then it should be delayed. Mm. Uh, I don't care if it's a, a subscription-based thing or a new single-player thing. I would rather have my product ready to go because I constantly make the reference to old-school games. Mm. If Donkey Kong Country was busted when it came out, then it was busted 20 years later. Yep. And you either love it or you hate it. Yep. That's it. Like You don't get oh well we'll fix it in post like mm-hmm. no like world of warcraft shadowlands when it launches it should launch in the state that it's playable and balanced around as best as it can be so that the developers instead of trying to fix all the things that are broken with the current state of shadowlands they should be able to focus on what's coming next mm. and building those next zones and already starting to balance those next raids and what content they should already be polishing up and having that ready so I would rather them delay this, and I hope, at least in the World of Warcraft standpoint, that they get they get everything dialed in. Mm. I want people to say, like, Shadowlands, when it came out, it was solid. That way we can at least say that the delay was warranted. Mm. I don't want it to be delayed, and then it comes out, and people are like, we were just talking about these issues in the beta. Mm. Like, why is that still a thing? Yeah. That, that sounds very familiar from BFA, right? Where people were actually saying those things that we've been talking about this since Alpha and in the BFA mm-hmm. Alpha and, and, you know, they still weren't fixed when the game came out and stuff like that. So, and from what I'm here from the actual beta testers uh, right now is that, that Blizzard has actually been really good at listening this time around and they've fixed a lot of the things where people be like, this doesn't really work. That's also few things where Blizzard is very stubborn and they're, they're you know, holding that ground because they believe that this is the way forward. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really interested to see uh, where we'll end up with this. But there is multiple core systems right now that doesn't work as they should work or doesn't work as fluently as they should work. Um, and there's problems with leveling and things like that. So, yeah, that, that's similar too many things right now for them to, to get it done in time. Yeah, I got to hand it to Blizzard and any developer. Like, this goes for any developer that does this. Is that you as a developer, you have creative control of your product. Mm. Where do you want it to go? What kind of systems do you want it to have? And what do you want your game to be? And I have to hand it to those companies that stand their ground when they have a certain vision. And they say, like, hey, this is 
the direction that we want to take it and we respectfully disagree with what some of you are saying mm. um, and this is the direction that we're going to go with now if that direction doesn't work I would expect them to hold true and be like yeah we kind of messed up on that we apologize like whatever later on down the line but mm. as a creator of a product I would never want to be told uh, like you have to switch it because this subgroup of people doesn't like it Mm. obviously we don't have access to numbers behind the scenes of how many people are enjoying certain aspects of certain things i think that if you have a bad system at least make sure that your system works Mm. it can be bad just make sure that it works because you don't want a bad system that doesn't even work i think that is the biggest issue because at least Let's say I, I like one dungeon, but I don't like another dungeon. At least I could say, like, dungeon looks nice. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with it. It's just not my preference. Mm. And also, just just imagine, you know, because I'd, if, if, you're, if, if you're one of those persons who are like, oh, why did they delay it? I just want it now. You, I'm, I bet you you wouldn't say that if that's, your, you know, the new plane that you're going to fly on vacation in. I'm pretty sure that then, <laughs> you know, you want a finished product that it's, works. It's uh, missing an engine, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, technically a plane can still fly with only one engine, but no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to our last topic of the day. We shouldn't have... Uh, we won't go on too long about it, but this is something that interests me. I think we talked about it on... Our previous podcast nerd this mm-hmm. i think we talked about vr when it was starting to become like this thing that everybody was talking about and then it kind of went into the background but vr still very much around yep and there are it's more affordable than it once was you have different players in the game but one thing that i'm always interested in is what are like games that exist that maybe you'd like to see in vr don't say skyrim Okay, Um, (laughs) but games that exist that you want to see in VR and also any new ideas that you would like to see in VR that maybe haven't been tackled on yet. And I'm just going to jump in really quick because there's a new game that came out that I wish I could play in VR with a flight stick. And that is the Star Wars Squadrons. Mm. I don't know much about flight based games mainly because I don't have a flight stick and I would love to play a flight game with like a flight stick. And from what I've heard, Star Wars Squadrons is amazing in VR. I've heard that there's so much detail in the cockpit and just flying through space and being in these uh, space dog fights like that to me. Oh, I would, I would nerd out so much in that headset. I would mm. I wish that I had a VR headset that I could go in and do that. Yeah. I mean, I've played a little bit of VR. I haven't really played anything like that, like a simulation sort of thing. But I do mm-hmm. have a friend who used to play Elite Dangerous. And he had like, even he had uh, the VR headset. He had mm-hmm. fight sticks and stuff like that, fight controls for, for, for the game. He even had stuff in his chair, so it rumbles and stuff like that. So, he, I mean, he went all that. Um, and he says, you know, that, that it is, and I can, I, I can actually imagine that something where you're in a cockpit that it, it would, it, it will work so well for games because, you know, it, that you can just sit and look around and, you know, and also just, um, just, it, it's a small thing. Far Cry 5 again that I played that when you're driving a car, you can actually look around with the mouse and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, just that you have that ability to look around and you not just look in front of you. Uh, I think that that is something that just works so well in, 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 in VR. So those type of games is amazing. I don't know what kind of games or what specific game I would love to see in VR. Um, because I do feel like games where you have to move around, like mm-hmm. um, uh, like a shooter, for instance, can be a little bit uh, disorientating. Uh, Is that the word? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. To to uh, and that's just down to you know you feel like your your body's moving, but you're standing still, and that there are some issues. Okay, okay, hold on, let me interrupt okay, okay, you. Okay, okay. And let's say, let's say right now money's not an option and you have a room mm. that is dedicated to VR and this room's floor is kind of made up of like 
what is it like the like almost like these treadmill bases mm. on the ground mm. and when you're playing the game as you move like the floor bits they move with your feet so yeah, yeah. you're still standing still essentially but you're actually moving your legs and you're doing all the things like if you're in a first person shooter when you go to cover you're actually going down yeah, yeah. and you can sprint and the floor will pick up that you're sprinting as you run in the room but it's more of like a track that's moving with you mm. so you're actually running you're getting tired you're doing all these things would oh, that oh kind God. of uh, make you really into it i think so yes i also think that oh, man i need to exercise more um uh, but, <laughs> because a bunch of fit buff gamers just like, yeah I mean, rock climbing in the game <laughs> at a wall. Oh my god! Yeah, okay, I have so many things I want to say now. Um, but yeah, uh, running around—if running is as a possibility—yeah, I would love that. I would love to play something, for instance, like Far Cry, and be in the middle of the action and duck down and lie uh, lie behind cover almost, uh, or at least sitting behind cover and, and pop out and shoot stuff. And um, actually, a game that does this sort of well uh, is probably a game that you would not expect me to bring into to the limelight here, but um, uh, Superhot has a mm -hmm. VR version that works so incredibly well. Um, so when you... It's basically... you, it, it, It's sort of like a shooter, but time only moves when you move um and i don't know it just works so well i, I remember playing it at, at my friend's house and all of a sudden before i knew it i had played it for two hours and he he had probably left the room or something i don't know uh but <laughs> it's it it works so well but oh my god just that game where you're actually not running around but you're still ducking down and you're getting into weird positions that at least i'm not used to be sitting in and stuff like that so i was you know my legs i could feel my legs the day after it felt like i had done <laughs> uh, and in my you know butt uh, as well uh the behind legs stuff like that it, it's it's it works so well and then so if you want to add the running aspect to it as well i mean oh yeah we would be so fit and just the funny thing as well with the rock climbing um mm -hmm. i am not super good with heights but i did try a rock, cli a rock climbing game that he had uh and mm -hmm. the fun thing is that even though that I was standing there looking down. I was standing in an, uh, on a ledge looking down. Um, obviously, I didn't like that feeling. But even though that I didn't know that if I stepped out there, I would be fine. Mm -hmm. It was so surreal and difficult. Immersive. Yeah, it was so difficult for me to do because, oh my God, that's a long way down to the floor beneath, beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen those videos. I don't know if you've seen those videos of like people like they'll be standing on like the edge of a cliff in VR and like their friend will come behind them and push them mm. while they're in VR and they will be on the ground screaming. Yep. As they're like falling in the game. <laughs> yep, because yeah, yep. you fool the brain and it works. It yeah. it works really well. But games that I think will work really really well is horror games. Yes. Um, I've, I've played something, and this was like really early uh, Oculus Rift. I think it was the first version. So this was really pixelated. It was a really pixelated game. But uh, basically, you walk through a lot of corridors, and you need to find the exit. That's that's the point of the game. Um, mm -hmm. And in, I got into a room. There was a gargoyle standing there in the middle of the room. And it was just standing there. It was fine. It's it's made out of stone. There's not, no problem, right? So I walked around it. Walked into to to down the next corridor, turned around, and the gargoyle had moved. Nope. And just that whole feeling that when you looked away and you looked back, it was standing somewhere else. That was so freaking scary and it freaked people out. And yeah, it works so well. And so and this was you know this was just like a very very pixelated, very you know the the, the rooms mm -hmm. are square and the corridors are square. It's like you know playing Doom or, or Wolfenstein or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it just it was so freaking scary and it worked so well. So I definitely think that if that's something that VR would be really really good at, scary movies. Uh, scary uh, uh, games, horror games. Um, so before we wrap this up, I have a couple ideas for it that I would kind of like to see. And I think that this would come in the form of, as much as people don't like them, additional peripherals to come with the headset. So one idea that I had is not necessarily games, but these are more of like trainers. 
Imagine mm. you have like a martial arts dummy in front of you and your game or your VR program is like a martial arts program. Mm. And in there you have the instructor who maps onto like your virtual dummy that you are dummy that you actually physically have in your room like it's planted on the ground it's heavy and he's telling you how to kick Mm. and you go and you actually kick that dummy Mm. and you see it as if the instructor is actually like blocking it and taking it and you're actually learning martial arts skills Mm. as you do that i think this could be a great training program i think this could be a great fitness based thing it would come with certain things and something that i really would enjoy doing is what if every major theme park had their own little sim card and you could put it in your helmet and if you had like an air machine or something and what it would do is you'd put on your thing you'd sit down and you'd be or you'd walk around the area you'd walk around the theme park and you'd be able to go on the rides at the theme park and whatever peripherals you had could add to your immersion if you've ever been to disneyland and you've gone on pirates of the caribbean there's like this uh the chlorine bromine smell that comes from the water when you first walk in and it's one of those things that people immediately associate with the ride imagine if you had a device that came with your vr and you're at Disneyland virtually and you walk in there and that smell comes in as you're walking in it and you get on the ride and you see it all virtually. Mm. I think that that could be an amazing experience as well as doing roller coasters. And Mm. as you go down, like the air is hitting you from different parts as it would Mm. on the ride. I think that would take a lot to really (laughs) nail, but I think that if they were able to do it, that would be amazing. I think we'll get the chip in the head before we get that whole experience, to be honest. I I think (laughs) they they are fairly, they they are getting closer with those chips. Just ask uh, Elon Musk. Um, But (laughs) one thing that, because we have talked about at work as well, what kind of, uh, what could you do with VR that actually, you know, um, in just everyday life. Uh, And one thing that we actually came up, the conclude, one of the things that we, we, we came up with was, you know, driver's license that mm-hmm. uh, because I mean they already do use simulations for for for, for planes and stuff like that but obviously it's, it's it's a larger thing and you need to move it moves around and stuff yeah. like that like a plane but just an, uh, I think you would you would actually be able to do just do um, training for driver driver license uh, fairly cheap because you don't really I don't really feel like in the beginning, at least, that you would need a, a car or something that moves around with you. I think that that you you would be able to use that for for training for that to begin with before you actually stepped into a proper car. Yeah, you could do so many things with that too without the risk, right? Like mm. you could go ahead and uh, just go in, have a student driver uh, taking the driver's test, and let's say it might not be a requirement for them to know how to drive on the freeway when they first get their license, but you could ask them to take a freeway uh, just to see how they might perform mm. uh, things like that. But I'm completely there. I think that that could be a great option. It could lessen time at the DMV, which is always a great thing in the States. I don't know how <laughs> it is for you guys up there uh, when you're going in for a driver's license, but for us, it's an absolutely horrible experience. So I heard Yes, it's like one of the bane of our existence. It's like taxes <laughs> and the DMV. <laughs> All right. Well, unless you have anything else, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Yep. All right. So we got we got through quite a bit today. I was a little bit worried because I didn't think that the discussion points would take a good amount of time, but we had some decent stuff that we watched, some decent stuff that we played, and some good topics today. So. If you enjoyed the show or you want to communicate with us maybe about uh, delays in video games or maybe some VR, if you have some VR recommendations, obviously I don't have a headset. I don't think Marty has a headset, but maybe one day we will. Uh, if you have some recommendations I, I on some must-play games. I want the chip. Nick. Marty wants the chip. Okay, and I probably already have it because I was in the military. So <laughs> um, if you have any of those, be sure to let us know, and you can do so by emailing the show at two nerds maybe more at gmail.com, or you can find us over on Twitter at two nerds maybe more, which is not being updated by me because I'm lazy and I forget. Uh, I promise I'm working on it. Or you can check out the website, 
uh, tunearthmaybemore.com. Feel free to head over there to check out any of our previous episodes, including this one. So without further ado, have a good day. Thank you all for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.